Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents. Where we give you the real scoop on being an insurance agent and running an agency. This show is all about helping you focus on earning more money as an agent and building your own insurance empire. Empire. Here's your industry-leading host who has generated tens of thousands of insurance leads. This is Dave Baker. Hello, everybody. And welcome to another exhilarating and hopefully emotionally fulfilling episode of Planet of the Agents, the Ultimate Insurance Agents podcast. I'm your host, Dave Baker, and as always, I'd like to remind you that you can send me an email if you'd like to reach out to me at dave at planetoftheagents.com. Please feel free to send your questions, your comments, your insights, and information on anything else that you'd like to hear about on the show. In today's episode... I want to discuss something that I think is very important in part of the agency efficiency model, and that is the implementation of scripts. A script can have quite a few different meanings, but in our case, what I'm focusing on is the concept of having a pre-written questionnaire or talking points that you use with different types of customers. I found that having scripts when dealing with the potential customers as well as answering customer service questions for your current clients is just incredibly helpful. It's helpful for a few reasons. First, it helps to simplify repetitive tasks. If you think about it, and you listen into the phone calls that you receive as well as that people who work in your agency might receive, you might notice that the same person, let's say customer A, could call three different reps at your company and they would receive three different answers. As you can imagine, that would be very frustrating for the customer. Think about when you call a carrier with a question and then you call back and ask the same question. How do you feel when you get two different answers? It's not enjoyable and it's certainly inefficient. The script can help you dramatically reduce wasted time on the repetitive calls or emails because you can have email scripts as well, of course. We might call those templates. But it can help, again, reducing wasted time while someone is thinking of the appropriate questions to ask. And it can also help standardize your procedure. So having standardized scripts can make things more efficient by giving you a micro roadmap of how you're gonna handle a certain situation. A script can be used for a variety of different things. It could be used for when a new lead calls in and wants to get a quote by phone. It can be used to start a conversation by email. It can be used in a texting situation. And a script does not have to be something that's very long. It could be just a few sentences. It could be a pre-made email template with the top 10 questions you need to get a quote. It could be a variety of things. Now, the examples that I'm going to give you are obviously very generic, and you'll need to tailor them to your needs because I know that a lot of people out there are selling different types of insurance, whether it's personal lines or commercial lines, and then obviously you have to niche down from there. Let's look at a few examples of some of the scripts that I used to use in the past and that I actually currently have available on planetoftheagents.com if you're interested in learning more. The first example is, as I mentioned before, the questions that you ask when you receive a new lead. Now, in some cases, you may be buying leads, 
and you're getting a certain amount of information. But I've heard many people say that it's actually not enough to get a quote or to run the comparison that they need. So let's use the example of speaking to someone on the phone. When a new lead calls in or a new potential customer, do you and your team or your staff know exactly what they're going to say? Or do they have to start to remember small things as the conversation continues? Obviously, there are a few key things that everybody knows just to gather right away when getting a quote, such as someone's name and address and phone number. Now, shockingly, I've heard agencies tell me that they don't ask for an email address immediately. It's 2020. Email is widely used. It is imperative to get people's email addresses. That doesn't mean you should sign them up for a newsletter or send them some sort of automated email that bombards them. You'll just need it for communication with the carrier, for e-signature. It's just a variety of things. It also helps you in the future when you do decide to opt for an opt-in mailing list. So let's say you have a script with 10 key questions. Uh, For personal lines, it's much easier because you're asking pretty much the same questions almost every time. You know, if they're calling about car insurance, you're going to ask the year, the make, the model, the VIN, things of that nature. And hopefully, you're asking some cross-selling questions, such as homeownership or where they live. Perhaps they have an opportunity to purchase a renter's policy or to buy a package of policies from you. That's a great time to lead into this. After you ask your first key questions that you need to obtain the quote, then you can ask a few follow-up questions to potentially uh, cross-sell them something. For example, you could ask someone, do you have a motorcycle endorsement? Well, if they say yes, wouldn't the logical next question be, do you have a motorcycle? You could include this in your pre-written script. Another example on the commercial side would be to have the questions that you need answered for multiple lines of coverage, all in the same introductory questioning session. Now, again, this could be done by phone or by email, depending on the situation. But not only would you ask them hypothetically for the questions that would help you get a quote for what they're calling for. In this case, let's say general liability is the example. And the type of general liability they're calling about, you think it's rated on their payroll. So, of course, you would ask the basic questions, the name and contact information, the year the business started, and then you would ask the payroll. Well, the payroll, by asking that right away, of course, allows you to also get a quote for workers' comp in many cases. But let's say you also want to be able to offer them a professional liability quote. But perhaps you have a habit of forgetting to ask a few additional questions than those that are just on the screen from a carrier. So on your script, of course, you would note that you want to know the payroll and you want to know their gross receipts because that might help you get a professional liability quote. What's interesting about commercial lines is sometimes you don't actually have to ask that many more questions to to create a series of other quotes that you can offer somebody. It seems a little easier, actually, than the personal line side because on the personal line side, you would have to literally ask questions about additional vehicles and additional homes if they have any. Now, that's just a very basic scenario. So what would I do for my initial setup questionnaire? I would create the questions in a simplistic way that they're easy to understand, and I would make sure that everyone in the office is familiar with them. Then I also would like to create them in an email format. 
Now, you can't just bombard people in an email because how do you feel when you receive an email with 20 or 30 or 40 questions? You want to make the email in a nice format, and I think it's useful to use bullet points. I enjoy writing in bullet points rather than writing in sentences and to leave space for people to respond. Always be cautious about asking for any personal information by email that's, you know, that could be personally identifiable. So in lieu of that, I actually prefer to have something on a web page where people can fill out the information through an SSL link or using an electronic signature form that's encrypted or something of that nature. But depending on your situation, you might have to set up something new to do that. Another script that's just so practical is when you close a sale. I've sat in agents' offices many, many times, and I've heard people on the phone closing a sale, and they'll say something like, okay, well, thanks for your payment info. That wraps it up, and I'll send you an email later. Um, that, <laughs> that doesn't sound very official or well-planned to me. A great opportunity to get a cross-sale is right during the closing. You could do a few different things. First of all, you might want to focus on the current sale by starting with something like, you are purchasing the following, XYZ insurance. Here are the limits you're purchasing. You've also declined these things that we've offered you. Now, right there, when you remind someone what they declined, they might come back and say, you know what? I think I want that extra coverage, or maybe I should increase my limits. Maybe I need a little bit more coverage. It's a good opportunity to review things with them and give them a final moment to think about what they're purchasing. You know, the consumer might not be excited to contact you to purchase insurance. I know that's hard to believe. Sometimes people aren't exhilarated when they're calling to shop for insurance or even when they're going online, but it's something that they have to do. I know it's something that you love to do, help them. And it's a good opportunity just to show that, you know, you care as well. You want to review it with them. You don't want to just get them off the phone in three seconds. Give it just a little more time. Now, before you finish up the call in your script, you could include a few other comments, such as, don't forget that we also sell these other products that we can package together for you, perhaps getting you a discount, which people love, and also just helping centralize your policies through our agency. That's a great opportunity to open that door. I might say something like, would you mind if I just asked you one or two additional questions and I can send you a complimentary quote? It's no obligation, but I just want you to take a look at it so that you can see what we have available for you and what we can offer. I would do that. I don't, I don't see any reason that I wouldn't give someone just a small amount of additional information to get a quote, such as information on a home or a condo or another vehicle like a motorcycle. If they've already given you all their basic information, getting a quote for another vehicle or another location or even... Uh, another small business they might have in their family, it's not too big of a deal. Lastly, considering, excuse me, consider letting them know that you are going to follow up with an email. Not only are they going to receive their electronic signature documents, but also you're going to follow up with an email about a couple other coverages that might be available and that they might want to consider in the future. And it doesn't just have to be coverages for the product that they're purchasing, but it could also be other products that you sell. I think a logical question that people ask, even when you're getting a personalized quote, is, what do you do for a living? In fact, a lot of carriers specifically ask that question, so you have to provide that information. Let's say someone tells you something like, well, I'm a home-based barbershop. Okay, 
great. So you also own a business, a home-based business. Well, great. Why don't I send you a courtesy quote for that as well? It's a no-obligation quote. It'll give you something to think about. And I'll also include a few sample claims. So it's something that will help you better understand your need for the insurance. Of course, if you have another quote or you already have a policy with someone else, when reviewing the sample claims and reviewing my quote, make sure that you don't see any gaps in there. And if you'd like to discuss it further, please reach back out to me. That's a very simplistic way of telling someone uh, in an email uh, about what you're sending them, why you're sending it to them. And the fact that you told them in advance before you got off the phone, if you happen to be selling insurance over the phone, then they won't be surprised when they see an email from you. I actually like to tell people when I'm going to send it. For example, let's pretend today was Monday. I would thank them and say, you know, I'm going to send you a follow-up email on Wednesday just to let you know about those other things that we discussed. And I might send you one additional email in the next week as well, uh, next week, for you to review to just make sure that you have the coverage that you need in place. And feel free to reach back out to me if you want to discuss it further. So that also helps you stay in their mind. It's hard for me to think that when someone is done purchasing their insurance policy, let's say hypothetically for a vehicle, that they're sitting around thinking about their agent after that. You know what they are thinking about? The thousands of advertisements that they're bombarded with from other companies. I cannot tell you how many advertisements I see in just a short television session or a small amount of web surfing. It is remarkable the number of advertisements I see for insurance. And I imagine it's only going to get bigger. Have you ever looked at how much it costs to run an ad, a pay-per-click ad or a similar ad in insurance? It's quite competitive because so many people are running the advertisements. So it's nice when someone sees a personalized letter from you rather than just a blanket advertisement. Like, hey Dave, here's that quote that I promised you. Let me know if you'd like to discuss it further. I've also included a couple scenarios that I mentioned, and there are things to consider in there. If you don't understand any of them, feel free to give me a call or send me an email and we can schedule a time to review the options. Or if you're actually ready to move forward with the quote that I've sent you, let me know if you need any final adjustments and I can send you an electronic signature form to help you move forward quickly and efficiently. These are just a few scripts that you could make. Now, one more I wanna to touch on is when you go deeper. And when do I do this? Okay, if you've achieved one of my goals, which is selling the same type of product over and over, you might want to consider a more niched down script. Think of this like one of those supplemental applications that's very specific to an industry that I know you just love to fill out and your customers really enjoy too. I'm being sarcastic in case you didn't pick that up. Let's look at an example here. Let's say that you have an endless supply of leads for a certain industry in commercial insurance. Let's say that you're the go-to insurance agent for tuna canning company insurance. Yes, that's a real thing. Now let's say that you are getting numerous calls and emails and other requests for tuning can tuning, it's that hard to say, tuna canning company insurance. Now there are probably specific questions for that industry and if there are, you should have a script just for that type of company. In my bigger retail days, I had several industries that contacted us repeatedly. 
So I designed phone scripts that would allow my team to ask the specific questions for those specific industries. That way, they wouldn't have to go back and have a series of follow-ups over and over again. I can't tell you how many times I see someone request a quote from me today. Let me rephrase that. When I see an agent request a quote for something that they've already quoted numerous times, and then they keep asking the same questions over and over. What do I need to get this quote? I think to myself, if you've sold the same type of industry 10 or 15 times, haven't you made any notes about what basic information you need to gather to get such a quote? Apparently the answer is no. Also, what's really important when you've achieved that goal we just mentioned, and when you have the script for the specific industry, it's also important to know the product well. And I'm going to touch on that in a very shortly upcoming episode. When you know the product really well, the scripting just becomes a backup plan. I know there are people out there who've probably sold auto insurance 5,000 times over and over again. They might not need a script. They might have repeated the same thing over and over again. It's just like learning a language. When you repeat it over again and over again and over again, you start to learn it from memorization. But the script is a good backup plan. It's not only helpful for you, but if you have a staff or other people who are working for you at different locations where you can't assist them on the spot, particularly today with the way things have changed, then having a script that's shared that you can continually update to modify and enhance and make better, it's very practical and it's very useful. It also helps create a sense of uniformity. I find it particularly more efficient and also it creates kind of a cohesion between the team. When you have everyone on the same page about what to ask and what to do and the procedures by which you do it. If you're thinking about scripting for procedures, uh, listen to a previous episode where I addressed the concept of having standardized methods for doing things and having uh, kind of checklists and similar things that your team can use. I always thought that was very important. You'll notice big companies tend to have these types of things, but smaller local businesses often don't. And that's because, well, let's just be realistic. You don't have the same uh, amount of experience, perhaps. You don't have the same resources available, which is always key. If you'd like me to dive deeper into this, please let me know by sending me an email at dave at planetoftheagents.com. This is a topic that I've discussed with several other agents, and some of them have told me that they think it's very valuable, while others said that they can just go at it on their own. And it's obviously different when you're a one-person agency, but even if you're just one person, you still need to be efficient. In fact, if you're just a one-person agency, or perhaps what I like to call a one-and-a-half-person agency where you have a family member helping out, you really need to be efficient because that means you're wearing even more hats. You're the head of sales, you're the chief revenue officer, you're the chief information security officer, you're the chief technology officer, you're the CEO, the accountant, human resources, and everything in between. Of course, there are only so many hours in a day. So the little things that we can do to make our business more efficient can really help us in the long term. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. I hope that you're all having a wonderful start to the holiday season, and I look forward to chatting with you more once again soon. Take care. I want to take a moment to talk to you about one of the most common questions that I hear. 
It's how can I offer my clients more products and increase my monthly revenue? Well, one of my favorite ideas is creating a membership club for your agency. The team at startamembershipclub.com can help you with a turnkey system that will create a club for your clients, which will not only help you generate more revenue, but that will also create brand recognition for your agency. Your clients will frequently be reminded of your agency's name and to contact you for their insurance needs each time that they log in. Check out startamembershipclub.com today and use discount code PLANET for 10% off. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.